Welcome back to Atrium Talks. Hi, Deepa. Hi, Bhagwan. I am a little worried about qualification. Oh, why? Because oftentimes when we give numbers, like CFOs will throw these numbers in Excel at you. Hmm. We pretend like they're accurate numbers. And they're not because we know that these things are estimated. Point. And statistics, we call them point estimates. And of course, there is standard errors. Right. Estimation errors. Are That's right. That is right. Right. So what you're effectively saying is that expert judgment is not quite what it's made out to be. It's not always right because Correct. after all, it is just one expert. Correct. Okay. Correct. So how do we reduce this estimation error? We aggregate the judgment of a heterogeneous group of people assuming that the collective wisdom of that crowd is better than the opinion of the smartest individual in that room. Right. So wisdom of the crowd. Wisdom of the crowd. I'll tell you a great paper that a colleague of mine, Richard Roll, wrote hmm. looking at weather forecasts using orange juice future prices. Um, so his hypothesis was that orange juice futures prices are determined by weather. Correct. And the weather is good. Orange juice prices fall when the weather is bad. Orange juice future prices go up. Right. Okay. So they backed out weather forecasts from the uh, prices uh, and they compared it with the actual forecast made by the meteorologists. Seven different meteorological wow. agencies. And guess what they found? They beat those forecasts. They beat each and every one of them. Wow. So the prices truly aggregate information. And that is one of the big benefits of markets. Correct. When you look at market prices, they tell you something useful about the company, the prices, the company, the economy, where to aggregate resources. And of course, markets have other benefits too. Correct. Which is when it comes to risk sharing. Correct. Again, you face a lot of risk, but when you aggregate across many different investors, you get diversification. Right. Right. So you get the benefit of aggregating sharing risk with strangers a farmer in telangana is able to share risk with a person in switzerland for example correct but i want to go back to the wisdom of crowds that underlies markets and also you know the, the kind of uh, predictions that you talked about bhagwan so uh, i i think you know that principle of the wisdom of crowds now finds application in several areas in, in organizations, organizations right okay so at least three come to mind. The first is just, you know, information markets or event futures, right? So the assumption, uh, and, and this is at the heart of what we call prediction markets, right? So organizations can safely assume that the information that is salient to decision-making, as simple as a sales forecast, lies distributed in the firm, right? It's not just with the forecasting team, but even with the salesman who's actually interacting with customers, et cetera. So how do you get access to that information? And then, you know, you set up these information markets where the payoff is linked to the outcome actually playing out in the future mm -hmm. and the price in that market then serves as an aggregate measure of the forecast of that market right so uh, that's one you know the other is uh, innovation is a big one 
right? Because, I mean, if you look at, I, I read somewhere in this report by Eli Lilly, which said that over a 10-year period, revenue in the pharma industry has, you know, grown by a, a rate of, a CAGR of 10%. R&D has increased equivalently by 15%. Ah, okay. Right? So the economics of innovation, traditional innovation, becoming unsustainable. And therefore, what organizations are doing is open innovation, open right? Innovation. Allowing a crowd to participate in solutioning, in driving novel innovations. PNG is a great example of this of driving innovation for the organization that's on the supply side and also using the to open up markets that did not exist uh, for innovations that's another one open innovation and my favorite is you know what we've seen in recent times the rise of crowd based capitalism oh, as an alternative yes. to managerial capitalism right so right. where you don't have traditional well-staffed hierarchical organizations delivering products and services, but rather these products and services are distributed by a crowd, the sharing economy. That's right. So those who are going to use the product are in fact voting in with... Correct, correct, correct. Okay. Right, And the, the lines between personal and professional, the lines between casual labor and, uh, you know, regular, uh, all of that starts to get blurred, right? If you look at an Airbnb, you look at an Uber, all of these different business models. All of these are, you know, I think, recent examples of the shift yeah. to the crowd. But sometimes crowds can go astray. Right? Hmm. Hmm. I'm sure you have something in mind, but I can think of at least a couple of cases where, you know, crowds, uh, the crowd opinion needs to be uh, viewed with caution. One is they don't work in all cases, right? If you look at open innovation, the problem has to be modular. It has to be amenable to easy evaluation, evaluation, right? So it's not quite the same as, you know, write a code to achieve ABC vis-a-vis -vis design a car for me. One of these problems is more amenable to the crowd yeah. versus the other. And I'm also worried that if you rely on the crowd and the signals are not really truly independent. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Then you can get these network effects. You can get one influencer who influences a whole bunch of the crowd and the entire crowd acts following okay. that one influencer. Which is also, some, some of this is, yes, I, I guess you need variance, right? You need, I mean, you need the bad players at the poker table for you to make money. So you need a wide range of individuals who participate in these markets. And to your point, you know, some of these are also about features that you design for crowd markets, which is should you keep trading anonymous, right? So yes. things like that. So yeah, there's the, the, the many, many uh, principles for design, effective design of crowd markets. And I think this brings in a role of diversity. You know, oh, yes. Yes. That's a very, very interesting implication. Yeah. Okay. And what are we saying here? We are saying if you want to rely on a heterogeneous pool of opinion, make sure that preferences are indeed heterogeneous. Yes. The information indeed is heterogeneous. It's not like everybody's gossiping and giving you the same information. Yes. And that brings me to this point that for the aggregation to work well, right. the signals have to be independent. Correct. They have to be uncorrelated. Yes. For yes. this to effectively work. And Correct. that brings in the role of diversity. Yes, yes, that's an, that's an incredibly interesting and valuable implication of this, yes. Yeah. In fact, there was a study that showed that if you give a task to a competent individual, the chances of success are 45%. Mm. But if you give it to a crowd of similar people, it goes up to 55%. 
But if the crowd is diverse, and if it has at least one or two members who are different from rest, the percentage goes up to 75. That's fascinating, Bhagwan. So what we say, we started by saying expert judgment is not all that it's made out to be. We talked about the salience of crowds. And now what we're saying in the end is it's not just that crowds matter. What matters is diverse crowds. Diverse crowds. Thank you, Bhagwan. Thank you, Deepak.